On the hub, it had the Corona logo, and then it had six weights that you could unscrew, all of which was shaped like a Corona bottle. That's adorable. It was the coolest fidget spinner I'd ever seen. Oh, I want, I mean, I want that one. In this I got, moment, I got one where they're all bullets, and you can take them off. Wow, that's really yeah. cool. Talking about fidget spinners. Yeah, fidget spinners. Fidget are, spinner podcast, I, episode 28. I think I have, I think I have like... <laughs> Mid thirties. Has anyone made a fidget spinner that has a ring of LEDs, and then when you spin it, it makes a programmable message? Yeah. Oh yeah. Have yeah, they did that? That was a while ago. Yeah. Oh good. It's that was like awesome. one of the first things they did. I'm glad because that's what I want. Yeah. Now. I don't know. Mm, yeah, they've definitely made LED ones. I don't fucking know. I, I, I feel expert. like those are gim- like <laughs> those <laughs> are the hu- gimmicks. I have a huge spinner collection. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones that are the gimmick ones. I kind of love like that gimmick. Like gimmick spinners were part of the process, and especially yeah. now that we're at the burnout, like I see, I see their role in the arc of fidget yeah. spinners. Hmm. Well, the 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 thing, it's because it's so important that they're all evenly weighted, and it it's so rarely do I find a fidget spinner that's like perfectly evenly weighted, hmm. and uh, the the LED ones have like USB ports and shit, and it's just oh. like. So clearly not so they don't evenly spin weighted. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. If they spun well, would they be less of a gimmick to you? I don't know. Oh, I haven't tried one. Maybe they do weight them really well, but because um. if they have the exact same like three things in an arrangement and every thing has a yeah. row of LEDs, then or you could just just weigh each end. I don't know. Yeah, you just put some loose plastic in um, there. But even even ones that like like twenty dollar spinners that are like this is the this is a high end spinner it comes with the case and everything <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. even those are like still a little wobbly get your no. fidget yeah. spinner polishing cream i only have a couple that are like really really good and even mm-hmm. um where do you see the the fidget spinner industry moving from here it's already going away yeah <laughs> you, don't, you don't think there's a second boom on the horizon no. i was a. I what was could in... they do i don't know oh, man fuck, what I could they do I saw someone who had made like a straight up like it's it's kind of the same concept as the one where it's like persistence of vision text on the outside ring. But I saw someone who had done like a full on animation. Like I think somebody did like you might have seen it. They did like Mario's like run cycle. From oh, Mario that's 1, cool. Where like it was like a zoetrope when you got it spinning like in Mario. Oh, would run. oh that's really nice. That's really a good cool. idea. Yeah. Besides fidget spinners, we're also talking about. Hero shooters. What? Which is the other other side of the fidget spinner. I don't want to be on this podcast. Then it's fidget spinners. I lured you in with a liar, and I apologize. God damn it! You know I'm crazy about those spinners. Just another Um, fad. Hero shooters. Also another fad? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? (laughs) That's what I was referring to. Not yeah, because they. I mean, as far as I can tell, they kind of. It's like that overnight success that takes 15 years. That's sort of how I I, I feel about it. (laughs) Yeah. Because like, what would you say the oldest hero shooter is? Mm. Like I mean, I think TF2 is kind of an obvious choice, but then TF1. I guess I guess that. TFC. Is... But then those were considered class shooters, and I don't know if there's a real difference between. Class is shooters. there a difference? Yeah, mm. I don't think so. I don't really think there is. Just we changed the name of them at some point. Yeah, I maybe guess... maybe Goldeneye because odd job was shorter. Well, what That's true. What, what game invented hero shooters? Because I had never heard that term until Overwatch. I think it was like. Overwatch and Battleborn were coming out. Yeah, yeah, because they were very clearly here, like comic booky kind of characters, right? And everyone called them champions because of League of Legends. Because that's the thing is, like, the idea of of Team Fortress has been al- around for a while. Of you have different classes with different abilities, you can have like a heavy tank dude and a light rogue type character. Um, but it, it seems like only recently 
maybe because of the explosion of MOBAs that then popularized this, this idea of you have a bunch of different characters that all have different abilities that complement and, you know, contradict one another. Um, and that sort of bled into the shooter space and then became this little offshoot and is kind of becoming the norm as far as I can tell. Well, I don't see the, the traditional shooter going anywhere. You still have Call of Duty and, and Battlefield games like that, which are... You can be a one well, at least in COD, you can be a one man army. Yeah, that's in, true. In Battlefield, I don't think that is as much a thing. Um But still just like you pick your loadout, there's XP progressions as have become the norm for the last ten years or so. Um and you can sort of shape your character the way you see fit, depending on your playstyle, rather than I pick this hero because that's the playstyle I want to play. Yeah. Which is kind of a different spin on that. And I guess to an extent, I mean like what? TF2 had like the Uber charge, like which almost feels like an ultimate, like a, like a proto ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there might have been other ones in the the crazy hat explosions, but I didn't play a whole lot of TF2 after everything went to. I I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm I'm I am curious to see if some of that stuff becomes like normative in the next couple of years. Like if the traditional shooter, which is kind of what I feel like, like with if COD starts introducing classes and Yeah. Maybe well, they already do. I haven't I, played a COD I in a while. I think that'll probably happen. Yeah. I think that's sort of the natural progression. Because I think I think the the idea of like running around and I, I feel like it goes in waves like with everything, right? Like now hero shooters are hot and everybody's familiar with that and everybody's played Overwatch. So for a lot of people Overwatch is sort of the bar now or the norm. And so when other shooter games do shooting games, it's like fucking, of course I'm going to add in this is the character that has the sniper rifle and this is the character that has the whatever. And I feel like it's going to it's gonna be 15 or 20 years from now where we're going to see like a resurgence in like the classic Unreal Tournament style of game because then it's like nostalgic and people are like pining for those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Whereas is, at this point, it's a little played out and sort of rote. How, how does Overwatch compare to the, the big shooters of the day, like the CODs and Battlefields and whatnots? Because I, I can only assume that COD is still bigger. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I guess is COD it? is. I think Overwatch is like the biggest shooter. I have right no now. idea, hmm. but I know COD, COD is still top dollar. Just headlining item you know what i think maybe was there a wrench thrown in the works a little bit by what was the last cod infinite warfare infinite, i think yeah which maybe, like the me, last let me one give it a google bombed, people yeah it? people really hated it so maybe yeah. it has overtaken it better rece- well, no they got world war ii to happen now I, yeah. I think which that's like a like hey remember that when mm. we used to be sick of if, if if i may correct myself uh critically it was actually pretty well received for a cod but it sold really badly because gamers hated the idea of it I think uh, COD because it, it's like a yearly shooter, right? Like they release. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. like the servers are open for like the last six of them, and people are still playing each one, uh, however much they like to play it. Yeah, that's the thing is, if you make a really good one, then you're just fragmenting your own market share. Yeah, you're putting one out every single year. That is interesting. Um, oh. And then I'm they did like see. they did that remaster of Modern Warfare at the same time that no doubt was. Dividing their audience even further. Right? What a shame. Well, I'm looking at a, a list from Statista.com, which is uh, all-time unit sales of selected games in Call of Duty franchise worldwide as of June 27, tw- sorry, 2017. Um, and top one is Modern Warfare 3, then Black Ops, Black Ops 2, Ghosts, Black Ops 3, Modern Warfare 2, Advanced Warfare, Modern Warfare, World at War, Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty 3, Call of Duty 2. So... 
If I'm reading this correctly, then the last two years of Call of Duty aren't, or at least the last year isn't on here? Because the top one is, um, 2011 is the most sold at 30.67 million. Okay. Um, and then it just sort of goes 2011, 2010, 2012, 2013, 2015 is the most recent year, which is Black Ops 3. But I don't know if I can find where how Infinite Warfare sold. Damn. I just I'm just trying to figure out if like if it actually is like a market shift towards hero shooters or if Overwatch is just its own island of success. That's really interesting. Um, uh, as a as a totally hardcore gamer, I don't know how I feel about the answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because when Dream Daddy came out, I was pretty like up on the sales charts just to like monitor. Mm-hmm. And Overwatch was like always number one or two, and then Player Unknown Battlegrounds was like fighting with it. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious about concurrent players. Like, if you were to divide Overwatch, like I know, like PUBG is fucking up there. But since they're not both on Steam, you can't just like put them one to one next to each other and right. find out. Especially since Overwatch is on consoles. Yeah, that's true too. Because that's its own player base. Yeah, there's no cross platform. Which, by the way, has any have you ever tried to use a controller on the PC version and fight other PC players? Oh uh, yeah, on, I'm on super Overwatch? curious how that would go hmm i did you can do that i i was on steam controller once uh basically just for laughs which Mm -hmm. is a pain in the ass because you have to like do like a weird run around to get battle net going through the steam overlay and then like launch so that the steam overlay aligns with overwatch and not with like the battle net launcher still open in the background it's like a pain in the ass but i was I was semi-competitive, I would say. <laughs> I was mostly sticking to characters where you don't have to aim very precisely. Uh, a lot of Winston, a lot of Symmetra. Yeah, I was a diva bunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would just, like, scatter and then nuke people and, like, lay back in my chair like, <laughs> I did it! <laughs> uh, I'm having a harder time than I anticipated figuring out how many this damn game sold. Who, Overwatch? No, uh... Call of Duty Infinite Blodern Warfare. <laughs> uh five million? Who gives a 5. shit? Five point six million. <laughs> Call of fucking no, duty. 12, <laughs> 12, 12.3 million. So 12. That's, that's that's like less than fifty percent as many as twenty fifteen's Call of Duty. So that's that's a precipitous decline. I love how yeah, that's, that's like, weird. oh man, what a failure. And then you think it's like twenty one million. <laughs> 12 million. And that's the each $60. Like, right. Jesus Plus Christ. DLC and who knows what. Yeah, what, the, really what was the budget of the game? Like $100 million or probably. something, probably? Yeah, it's this Activision we're talking about. Good lord. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Overwatch has sold like $30 million, I think? Something like that? I don't remember exactly. $30 million. Was it 30 or 300 Or am I... Is that a horrible... $300 million is a lot of video game. Yeah, that is a lot um, of video game. Well, I've certainly spent... <laughs> more than sixty dollars worth. On well, yeah, Overwatch. I mean, we, we we'll probably just talk about our opinions. Granted, that it's a opinion based show. Yeah, uh, but I'm just kind of curious if we if we can draw like a bigger uh, uh, words. You know. All right, I have a question. <laughs> yeah, have any either of you played Battleborn? No. Have either of you thirty played... million players? Okay, as of April. Cool. Have either of you played um, the free one? Were you like right on Paladins? Persons? Paladins. Yeah. No. <laughs> Everyone says that's just the free to play Overwatch, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if that's fair or not because I haven't played it. Because uh, I already have Overwatch, so why would I play something that's presumed to be a clone of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to happen a lot in the hero and genre. There's, like, 
there's a lot of like gigantic is one that just came out recently but also seems like it's a moba slash hero shooter yeah thing and i've never been one to get into mobas so whenever they have that aesthetic and they like just rip off the ui of league of legends i'm just like "Eh, i don't know i i don't think that's for me i'm really interested in this actually because MOBAs had that whole thing where, I mean, you had Dota and then League of Legends and then Dota 2. Uh, I might have the timeline wrong, but everybody was piling on and making MOBAs. Mm-hmm. And there was like that like DC Infinite Crisis MOBA. And there's just like there was like, like there was like Smite. And there yeah, was and there's uh, like there was like a Star no, Wars MOBA. Smite's still on going. Mobile. Really? Mm-hmm. Good on them. I still see banner ads for it that are of the, uh, you <laughs> the must one be 18 character. or older, yeah, to click on this link. Nice. Uh, there was another one that I played very briefly. I don't remember what it was called. It, it was a plural, I'll tell you that much. It was some sort of paladins type situation. Oh, it was just a one word? Yeah, yeah just like, plural. This, this is what it is. It wasn't, and it they're wasn't not heroes or champions, blanks. they're warlords or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but like... MOBAs, there was some turnaround before they hit like the saturation point at which like they kind of seem to have stopped being profitable. So there's not people turning them out as fast. You're saying for everyone that's not Valve or Riot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, I feel like hero shooters, is it like just Overwatch? Overwatch is like the profitable one and the rest kind of fell. Well, yeah, that's so that's interesting, right? Like when war based first person shooters were really popular, there was a bunch of successful franchises Granted, COD is COD and Battlefield are the only ones that really survived. Yeah, Medal but, of Honor tried. But yeah, but oh. Medal of Honor was a huge success. Like back when it was all World War II games, I preferred the Medal of Honor. Yeah, games SOCOM was yeah, a big success. Yep. Um, and even SOCOM did like more modern-ish stuff. Mm-hmm. They did like Gulf War stuff, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. so it's 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 interesting that Overwatch comes out and completely changes how how that goes around, and then no competitors so it really came out and, and stirred things up mm-hmm. especially like overwatch's crossover appeal is just bonkers like i'm sure like everyone in every boardroom is like trying to figure out the formula to making like these lovable cartoon characters that yeah. people get super into well, yeah and then you have things like battleborn which as far as i can tell was just a complete fluke mistake to oh. just be like if overwatch didn't exist we might all be playing Battleborn. I don't know. We'd all be the giant fungus man. And like, yeah, but that was weird. the thing. Is like, I saw that art at E3. They had a giant statue and just giant burly muscle man with really tiny head. I was just like, I don't... I get what they're going for. It just didn't click with me. And then you see Tracer zipping around, speaking with her little Cockney accent. And you're just like, oh, it's just adorable. Oh, like, yeah. It's just nice. There's something about the aesthetics of Overwatch that really helped. Because oh, with Battleborn, sure. it was like, I liked two characters. Yeah, and then with Overwatch, I liked literally every character, and that was actually I, I actually used that just personally when all the somber shit was going on. Because whenever there was like a somber leak, and they like had a picture of somber in game or like a drawing or something, I was like, I don't love it, so it's not real. It's all edgy, and she's yeah, wearing a cloak and- <laughs> like I just I just yeah. knew because it wasn't an amazing design that I fell in love with instantly. And then once the the real one came out, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I, I never thought about it, but I think I had the same thing. Yeah. yeah, that like there would be something that looked like it was a background character from the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, exactly. I think the only <laughs> like, character that's not her it can't be. It's too boring. <laughs> I think the only character I really disliked when I first saw Overwatch, especially in the lead up up to it, was Reaper, because he just felt like he didn't really fit in. Yeah, <laughs> and then the community the only made character me love that uses him. Magic, right? I, 
Uh, no, it's nanomachine, son. There was. It's <laughs> a nanomachine Spe- cloud. Speaking of which, I Reaper bothered me because he's just like an edge lord type of dude. And when I first saw the Overwatch cast, like Genji really stood out to me. And I know that's going to be a real controversial take, but he's so completely he's, just he's cool. But he's just like he's just Gray Fox. So like the first time I <laughs> yeah. saw him, I was like, wait a minute. What's the cyborg ninja doing in this game? <laughs> oh, you were saying you didn't like Genji? Yeah, just because he oh, like okay. he kind of just like just kind of bland. He's yeah. he's yeah he's he's a little less. And then did you watch the dragons him. short and you were shedding a tear and you're like, okay, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't spent a, it. I don't think I ever watched the dragons one. Oh, it's the so one good. that's like really good and then it's like awkward because they use like the game audio when they're using their attacks oh. and it feels really like <laughs> oh, like pissed. pandering and well, strange. <laughs> I think it came out before the game came out. Yeah, so it was, it, I didn't know back then. <laughs> I was naive. That happened with the meet the blank TF2 shorts too, where like the, it would like the short would be like all like the Pixar quality animation, and then it would like cut to in-game footage of them fighting, and it would look really stilted comparatively. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I always love that, yeah. and like the weird like Pavlovian response when you hear like a soldier screaming that like he's coming at you, <laughs> and all of a sudden in this animated short, it's like, oh, this is a video game, right? <laughs> um. But yeah, so so, I, I guess as far as I can tell, TF2 is at least the or you could say TF Classic, but TF2 is the one that I became familiar with. Was like one of the earliest things of what we could consider a hero shooter, and I, I think it's that idea that you're choosing a character that you play as because they fulfill a certain role, and you can have a role that you just play no matter what. Um, but then I think the 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 significant part about it is that you can change who your class is every time you respawn and the whole idea of like a hero shooter doesn't really lend itself to a deathmatch situation even though overwatch started doing deathmatch i think it's actually way better than i thought it would be yeah it's really Um, fun oh man way fun i think the the idea of having like healers doesn't really make sense in call of duty i know battlefield has medics and at least the newest one where you can revive fallen dudes before they um, actually die. Yeah, even like 1942 had one, right? They might have. I think it did. But it, that's that's different than like a magical beam that follows people around. Um, and that's like, like your like soul ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No one, I mean, maybe there were battle medics in TF2, but it seemed like, I mean, also not a lot of people played the medic when I was playing it because he just wasn't as fun. Yeah. But, um, Dude, I think aesthetic has a lot to do with it, man, because TF2 is also very, like, you get attached to the characters. Oh, yeah. And people, a people, game that looked like that had never existed. Yeah. People play characters just because they like the characters. And even, like, it's, so many people play Widow and they don't even like snipers. Like, they've never played snipers, but they just like Widow because she's cool. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I've um, known everyone plays Genji because they love anime. Exactly. And when TF2 came out, I remember there was such a huge, like, like what the fuck is this shit? Like what is this kitty shit? But was it for real? I remember. Yeah. I remember like a comment on it was like, like the, Wind Waker. It was the, like people were like, "What?" Yeah. On like the GameFAQs forum, I remember this comment that really stuck with me, where a kid was like, oh, "I'd really like the game if only they hadn't had Walt Disney design it." <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you know that dude's dead, right? <laughs> I, I just remember. Um, Getting the orange box and and running through the levels with the developer commentary and hearing them talk about how they very deliberately designed those characters to have those very stark silhouettes. Oh, yeah. So even in all the crazy rockets flying, people are blowing up into giblets, you can still instantly be like, okay, that is, uh, that's a heavy, that's a demo, mm-hmm. that's an engineer. Uh, compared to something like 
like a uh, quake quake three where you just have these like colored blobs just flying <laughs> at yeah. light speed. but it doesn't matter in quake but it doesn't matter exactly. everyone's the same everyone's yeah. the same you're just picking up shit from the environment so it doesn't really matter yeah. that they all kind of have the same model um you just need to be able to go that's an enemy i need to be able to see them against mm -hmm. the background that's what's important but tf2 made this distinction that no who the character is who they're playing that's what's really important for you right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then they ruined it all with different. hats. But that's besides <laughs> the point, the classic TF2 is fucking solid. And I think every hero shooter that's been successful, namely Overwatch, embraces Solely that idea yeah. that they have these very strong silhouettes. I think Battleborn was going for that as well with mm -hmm. crazy yeah. muscle man. Like, but th that was just bad timing, man. It was bad. I, I, I kind was of wish I played reason. it just to have that sense of what it was. Yeah. But no, I mean that was I guess it I was it. Could. Like Overwatch was superior and they came out around the same time. Like that just it, that's that is the clear cut answer. Right. Yeah. And I uh I know a lot of people like I I haven't played through a whole lot of the Borderlands games cuz I don't really enjoy them, but like I know a lot of people have at least clung on to them for kind of the same reasons that they cling on to Overwatch where like someone's really horned for a handsome Jack or like finds Claptrap really funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like Battleborn I never heard word one about who any of the cast was. Like, nobody ever gave a shit. Well, there wasn't enough time. Yeah. If Battleborn came out a year before Overwatch, people would have gotten attached to the characters. And then when Overwatch came out, it probably would have taken a majority of the market share, but you at least would have had people like sticklers who were like, no, I came up with this, and like, I'm good at it. And, 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 and there would have been support, and there would have been like balanced tweaks and new characters and shit. So. That's interesting, yeah. And, and they could have kind of pivoted when overwatch was coming out to like better explain what makes them different and mm -hmm. people have already had all this time it, it would have been an actual like coke versus pepsi situation yeah instead of coke versus sewage water <laughs> i didn't even get a chance sewage water's great guys you just gotta try fucking it keep knocking tab the way you are it's the dream soda <laughs> um because it's not bad and it's like if you play if you're an Overwatch player today and you go back and play like Overwatch beta, it's like really shit. <laughs> like yeah. everything's unbalanced and it's weird and and there's it just feels weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got into the beta a little late, but even when I did, like it was already like much much different and like it was the first time I ever played it. I installed it and just got like real frustrated and didn't play mm -hmm. it again for like another month. Because mm -hmm. like, like Bastion was like unreal. Oh yeah, was it was that ridiculous. when he had his different ultimate. That was when he had a shield. Oh right. Did was he ever playable with his old ultimate? He he would uh, like send out like a disc that then explode into all these little cluster bombs. Oh yeah, I saw a video of that. There was an official Blizzard video when they were like introducing all the characters that had that. I don't know if it was ever actually playable. I don't think so. But they've said that they had. Really? A, I've never heard of that. They had a hell of a time coming up with Bastion's ultimate. It was like specifically him. They went through all these different ideas. Wow. And I guess the tank. They were like, all right, it's good enough. Yeah. But like Pharaoh was useless. Like she couldn't jump. Mm -hmm. And like McCree could kill everybody in like one hit. Like I was, was even was, when the game came out, McCree yeah, could it just was, right click people to death. It was just like <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Um. So you know, if Battleborn had the time to come out and get balanced, and people to get attached to the format and all this stuff, when Overwatch came out, it would have been a fucking nightmare. Like people would have been like, "This is so unbalanced and weird." And mm -hmm. so, yeah, but to, to me, that's one of. So that's one of the things I like about Overwatch is how it's not really that well balanced, but that kind of, to me, is part of the idea of a hero shooter, 
that you have these very clear matchups where this player beats this player. It's something they do really successfully. And I think that's a part of what really makes it stand out from TF2. Because, like, TF2, there's almost nothing like that. Like, aside from the fact that, like, the medic pairs nicely with people. Right. Like, there's nobody who's just explicitly there to just, I guess the spy destroys the engineer. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, like... Th- they, they have, like, soft counters to one another. But, yeah. like, as, as a... Uh, as a scout, it's not like um, a demo man is your worst enemy. It's like you could probably take him out. Yeah, I don't know. There's not um, like in, it's not like an enemy that turns so slowly that the scout has the perfect advantage on right. Them or, or they like only that. have a melee ability and yeah. their long distance shit is on crazy cooldowns. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that, that's also think, uh, something that I think um, like M- uh, MOBAs took from older RPGs and MMOs and stuff. The whole cooldown system having multiple abilities on cooldown. And uh, TF2 didn't really do that. No, not at all. I mean, maybe there were some hats that had some sort of activatable abilities. Because the demo got that sword, the headlander, and I think that was like a thing you could activate. Yeah, you need I to don't remember you need to get well. like a certain amount of kills or something maybe like that. Maybe that's what and it was, it like powered a up. mini quest in the middle of the, the action. Yeah. but well, um, I, I still don't think it's that clean cut in Overwatch. Like if, if like a Winston counters a Symmetra, but like... A good Symmetra knows that, and if they're going up against a Winston and they have a role as Symmetra, then it's like, okay, well, I can come up with something. I can position myself to be in a place where I could even bait the Winston because he knows he can counter me and then put him in a shitty situation. Or the Symmetra just hangs out with her Reaper and then yeah, they exactly. just fuck him up every time he jumps in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's the thing is it's about kind of realizing what the other team has and counterplaying them and on that on the meta level rather than in COD, where you're just outplaying the other team. Um, which obviously is very enjoyable for a lot of people, and I spent a fuck ton of time playing Modern Warfare 2, but there's something about a hero shooter that I find very compelling, and, and I think part of it is the multiple different play styles, that I can say, you know what, I am tired of being really particular about my aim and playing McCree all day, and now I'm going to play Mercy and just sort of hold a button, and it's more about my positioning than my aim, and... Or I can play Winston, where I have to be very aware of where the team is in relation to one another when I dive in. And, like, it's these different kind of challenges that you can sort of give yourself. Yeah. Whereas with COD, it's like, I guess I'll try this gun or, or like, uh, Counter-Strike or something. Yeah. That is um, a good... I don't think I've ever gotten playing Overwatch. It's like pure rote mechanical skill, yeah. which you're improving. And which I can, is still very satisfying to get better at, but... I can uh, I can last really long playing Overwatch. Like, I can play Overwatch for a pretty good number of hours sometimes, whereas, like... Even, like, my beloved, like, classic hardcore pure mechanical shooters like Quake 3 and shit, like, you play those for, like, a half hour at a time, and then you're just, like, straight up fatigued at the end of it. <laughs> I don't know if that's just, like, that, like, I'm older, maybe, and I get more, uh, I'm, I'm more just, like, when I get killed over and over, I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> Rather than when I was younger, I'd be like, no, I'm gonna get better and I'm gonna shoot them. <laughs> I'll show them. Or maybe it's just because, like, I have those experiences of playing those games for hours and hours and hours, and I'm now, like, I want something new. Hmm. Like I've had that before. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but. hindsight's twenty twenty, man. Because I think back to playing Unreal Tournament, and which I was way way into, and uh, I we the people I would play with, like we had our favorite guns. Like I always played with the flat cannon, and like my friend always played with the pulse rifle, and so like when I would encounter them. I'd be like, oh, shit, he's going to get me from a distance because I suck with the flat cannon mm-hmm. against him, so I'm going to run away from him. But when I get up to what's-his-face, he likes the rocket launcher, so I know I can, like, jump over his whatevers and go get him, mm-hmm. get in close or whatever. 
Um, so it's like thinking back to that, I'm like, of course, fucking hero shooters. Like, why? Everybody has their favorite thing that they like. Right. Yeah, that's really. And smart. they give you even more to grow attached to than just a gun. Yeah. Because you have a whole character that, granted, you don't have any real control over the skin as to what they look like. Yeah. But it's like, oh, well, if it's an interesting character, like, yeah, that's that's who I like. Um, and something that I was I was gonna get at uh, a little bit earlier the the idea that a, a class based system lends itself more to an objective based game than just pure deathmatch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Assault mode from Unreal Tournament was one of the greatest game modes of all time. Get into the boat, overload the reactor. Or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like CTF was my jam. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, Phase Two. Yeah. Oh, dude, facing worlds. Yeah, that's, it was awesome. Oh, it's the best stage <laughs> for me. Though it was it was Halo so that like I I kind of tired of deathmatch and then fell into capture the flag. Yeah. It was like, Oh shit, this is fun, especially with all the vehicles and shit. It was yeah. A good time. Which is funny because Overwatch just can't nail CTF. There's people that are way into it. But yeah. I got real frustrated. I was like, this just it kind of sucks. Yeah. There's like clear comps that are just better for. For that, I yeah. mean, there's just dominant strategies like having a Bastion and a Torb and a Symmetra Nest, and it's like, okay, now now everyone just goes and attacks the team because yeah. they're not going to get our flag. And I don't know, maybe it's like, very steamrolly. Maybe like limiting heroes or something. I don't know what the solution. Well, that, that is something that they did. Is that you know they introduced the the custom games and they they added all these custom rules for capture the flag specifically. So like, okay, if you want when you have the flag, you can't use movement abilities. That's a thing you can make. So you can make your own version of what you want Capture the Flag to be, but I'm just like, well, I'd rather just play something else. Yeah, totally. Um, It's still a diminished return. A little bit, but I'm glad there's people that like it. I'm glad they added it to the game. Well, it's a solid engine. I feel like you can... I feel like they since because they have Soldier 76, like they can just start with that and then just like expand outward you know right it's like ctf with only soldier is like okay cool yeah. it's balanced just, now right. what <laughs> yeah now i tracer okay now everything's fucked yeah great um I've, I've seen a lot of people online that that wants overwatch to add a gun game where uh i've never actually played it myself i don't know what games supported it but the idea is that uh, it's, it's like counter-strike mostly. i think it was probably counter-strike yeah where you kill someone with I think it starts with the best guns and then goes to the worst guns. And every time you get a kill, your gun automatically swaps out to a slightly worse gun. Yeah. And it's the first person to go through every gun in the game. And so an Overwatch version <laughs> would be you start with, like, whoever is the easiest to get kills with. I don't know. And one you, of the, and one of the end up with, like... You end up with, like, Mercy or, yeah, or Mercy. Lucio or, or someone where, where it's, like... You would probably move from, like, the left side of the hero select screen to the right. You know, start with yeah. the attack heroes and then end up with support. But every time you get a kill, you automatically swap to that hero. I'm like, that could be really fun. I like that idea. It's like Mystery Heroes on crack. Hell yeah. Which I'm a fan of. And I uh, I think that there, I'm, there's just enough heroes that I'm bad at in Overwatch <laughs> that like Mystery Hero is already a nightmare for me. So like gun game, I would never win. Mm-hmm. What is that from? I think we were saying it might be from Counter-Strike. It's mostly Counter-Strike. I think I think Global Offensive has a mode like built in mm-hmm. and like it would hit, it had been a mod. It sounds yeah, it sounds games. like a modded thing that yeah. then became official. But uh-huh. I would love to play it. I just don't really play Counter-Strike. Yeah, it's um mostly not good at it. It's, it's <laughs> Counter-Strike. So like, you know, even if you're having your best game ever, there will still be someone who wins a full 5 minutes before you would have. Right. Didn't you guys recently play a bunch of the new Quake? We did. We did. Partly because of this conversation that we were having. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about Hero Shooters, and I was like, shit, well, I want to yeah, play Quake. I, I had been playing in the beta for a little while and being pretty 
bummed about it. It's, it's kind of weird. It's a it's a very flimsy compromise between a hero game and an old school arena game. Yeah, it feels like they wanted to just make a new Quake and then slap some hero stuff on top. Somebody pressured them into it or something? Because so, so there are all these different heroes and they have their own different identities and hitboxes and stuff, but they're all basically the same sort of shape. Actually, I don't know if they have different hitboxes. They must. They do. Because yeah. there's a giant robot guy and the giant lizard lady and uh, stuff. So, and I read about how they were tweaking them because, like, I think like the small characters originally had like tiny fucking hitboxes, which oh probably God. was yeah which impossible. Quake at those speeds is already. Although it does seem slower than old Quake. It's like pointedly slower than Quake Three. Yeah. Um, but basically, every hero has three different stats that are different between them. They have a speed stat, a health stat, and a shield stat, like uh-huh. what they start with or yep. armor. Um. But they're very minute differences. The health is probably the most significant because having 75 health versus 150 is a big difference. Yeah. Um, but I think the only guy with 75 health has an ability to give himself more health. So that's like his whole thing. Oh, Anarchy? I don't remember their names. Uh... But they, every character has an active ability and a passive ability. That's like the big thing that makes that a hero shooter. And the passive abilities are interesting. Some of them. Um some of them just sort of feel like, oh, I should just be able to do this no matter who I am. Like, like yeah. one character can air strafe, and one character can bunny hop. And it's like the only thing that that like that character. He's like that one can bunny hop. Uh huh. Um, and then the active abilities are on different cooldowns, but they're all very very long cooldowns. Yeah. Which you can speed up by getting collectible pickup things in the maps. Yes. But it's the whole thing is like, it feels like you're not really that unique for your hero. It's just sort of what passive do you want and what active ability do you want every 30 seconds right. or so. And I, So it's I, much less focused on what those heroes are. And I, I, I feel like what, what Quake Champions really makes me think about is like Overwatch is like baseline fun. Like mm-hmm. it's like fun at a basic level and then each different character gives you a different fun thing to do. So it's like a bunch of different toy boxes you can put your hands into. Whereas like Quake Champions, it starts out pretty lame. Mm-hmm. And then like sometimes when you get the like the uh, the active abilities, it's pretty interesting. Like I really like like um Slash, like the skater punk character. Yeah. Like her like her her power is like you like skate along and basically you like leave a trail behind like you. Like a Tron once you light activate trail. And then once you like activate your ult, you start drawing that trail. And when you hit the ult button again, it like detonates the entire trail. So it's like a really big like scan of explosive like, attack, path, like behind you. And if anyone touches the trail before it explodes, it does damage to them. Yeah, but like I feel like in in a game like Champions, like as much as I love Quake Three and stuff, the the shooting just isn't fun enough. And so I'm looking forward to my active ability getting active. Mm-hmm. But like the shooting feels like filler. There's a bunch of guns that I hate using. So they also announced the quad spawning. <laughs> oh my god! So then everyone rushes, and there's like an icon. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the thing is like yeah, you're 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 waiting for the quad to to pop up. And it feels like everything you do in that game is like kind of waiting for the fun thing to happen <laughs> a little oh bit. God, and it's like Overwatch, like it's fun from the beginning. It's yeah. it's fun to play in general. The also, way- like like rocket launchers don't seem to do as like any splash damage at all. No, and like uh, this is a little only. I guess this fits in. I mean, great, with it's still concerns. in beta. It's early access, so the, nothing we're saying is necessarily final about this game. Yeah, but it even has that like old bugaboo of shooters where like even like the 
the the firing sounds for the guns like the rocket launch they're not very like, weighty <laughs> right yeah they don't have a ton of punch yeah i, I also have some issues yeah. with the the ui but again it's early access so the way you described the the um the feedback loop was it just reminded me so much of playstation all-stars oh my god the, like smash brothers ripoff you and i have talked about it but i've never played it it's Ugh, it's, it's, it's so it, it's baffling so oh many- yeah because the, the the entire feedback loop of it is you fight each other by hitting each other with special moves and whatnot but it doesn't mean anything you're, you're just building up your meter you're building your ultimate meter and then you have to land your ultimate to get a point and, and then you, you and win that's not, by and that's not knocking them out like smash bros or like even diminishing no, just, their health just, bar if you land it you get a point you get a point and it's so, all about getting the most points. So the the combat feels like filler because it doesn't it doesn't really matter. That's crazy. Yeah. I wish they just included a mode that was Smash Bros. Because it probably would have made the game better. For real. I, I appreciate they tried to do something different, but they should have realized in playtesting, hey, this isn't that fun. Yeah. And like, I think, oh, that's something Overwatch does so successfully. It, it, like, the ults in general, they all do more than just like, this is the fun thing or right. this is the good version of what your character always does like for the most part they seem to be interested in like kind of mixing things up and becoming like important strategic moments in like a round that you oh, kind yeah. of think about because because in in the really high level play especially you have battles that literally all they are is setting up for ultimates mm-hmm. it's all about the ult economy and managing your ults and figuring out what the enemies got ready um but even on the professional level, the very first fight is still very interesting to watch. Yeah. With zero ultimates, because there's all these crazy abilities. You have people doing all kinds, kinds of crazy stuff. In Each pick is important. Each pick is important. The, what They're counterpicking their team. With Quake Champions, before anyone has any abilities, it's just Quake, and everyone has whatever little starter gun they have. And they're just flying around, like, picking up armor and stuff. Yeah. And it's like we're waiting for the stuff to happen. Yeah, and even, like... um. Oh, it's one of those things where if you use your ult wrong in Quake Champions, it's just like such a bummer. Like I, I was playing, yeah. as, I was playing as Sorlag, the lizard beast. After we were talking, it was going to be my example too. Uh, where uh, she's cool, she's pretty cool. Cred- I like her design. Credit to Quake Champions for making Sorlag was in Quake Three, just like a lizard monster. But uh, in Quake Champions, Sorlag is basically the same design, but is explicitly a female character. And it's just like a disgusting lizard monster. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's hey. just like, ah, oh, time to kill. Just, and it's like, ah, I mean, it's kind of cool of them to make that a, a woman, like, yeah. I guess, as All far right. as far as that kind of thing goes. I'm okay with that. But yeah, like if you like mess up and just like, there's just like this green like, so her, decal. So her ability now. is she like throws up all this goop that just creates these acid pools. Yeah. Um, and her passive is she's immune to acid pools, which is convenient i guess <laughs> i guess if there's another sore lag you're like haha it's you're useless sore lag me. only for sure yeah sore, slappers only sore yeah leg, sore <laughs> leg. that's that that was something that i was thinking about when we first started doing team deathmatch was like um because because the playing field is so small and uh and and the kills mean so much more than in uh uh regular overwatch like payload overwatch i was thinking like man it it could be I don't know if it's if it's the truth or not, but it could be like a meta where like every team needs a widow. Mm-hmm. It's like if if you don't have a widow on the other team, then you guys are kind of fucked. Um, unless you counterpick Winston, I guess. But like 
just just the very nature of being so close quarters it's like oh we need a widow to counter the other widow so the widows are fighting it out over here almost like quidditch <laughs> there's like a different game going on that's mm -hmm. really funny um because if there's if there's a widow then the and then you pick a widow and then it's like well, the widows aren't just gonna ignore each other. They're, <laughs> they're gonna try to fucking get each other. Yeah, so they're they're up there playing silent scope or doing the fucking yeah. like MGS one sniper duel. Or yeah, something. exactly. Well, that's also what sort of what's interesting about Overwatch is besides the the heroes themselves that that game kind of moves slowly, especially compared to something like Quake or Tribes or some shit, mm -hmm. uh, where you have these massive maps that people are just oh. ping ponging through. I know, you, I know, you love Tribes. So, uh... Okay, and Every time somebody mentions tribes, I just get a little, <laughs> just a little, a little happy place in my life. <laughs> but so characters move slow, and they have a lot of health, and there's a lot of healers. So you have to do a fuck ton of damage to kill anyone most of the time, unless you're like lucky to pick someone off. Tribes is really slow, by the way. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it is. I haven't played much tribes. It's 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 weird because it's like you. It's all about gaining speed because it's about skiing, or right. at least the later tribes. But like you go really fast when you're skiing. Yeah, you go really fast, but the oh, levels are fucking huge. So you're and, still going fast. My point still stands. <laughs> no, trying but, to snipe a dude who's going 100 miles. No, an hour. but like with Quake, it's like it's close quarters and you move fast. So it's like there's a guy, right. boom. There's another guy, boom. There's another guy, boom. But oh, Tribes yeah. is like, all right, I'm picking up speed. All right, I'm picking up speed. All right, now I'm going fast. That's all true. right. There's a guy over there, so. If he's going this way, this towards me, then I might be able to get a hit on him. So, but I'm going for the flag. So I think I'm just going to ignore him, but I might juke this way. Like, that's tribes. Yeah. <laughs> true. So it's, you may be going fast, but it's, not, it's a really <laughs> slow paced game. Yeah. I, I do remember skiing after someone who has our flag. Just being like, all right, I'm going to get him. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. He, okay, he went that way. Okay, hold on. Build up speed. <laughs> Jumped over there. That's something I, I feel like Quake Champions. It's like why they do the hero thing at all? Because all it does is just like it reminds me of like oh I could be straight up flying around as like Farah. I could be like jetting around like Diva does or something like that. And instead, like especially when in Champions, the movement just isn't as fun as it was in Quake Three. I think because they gave those moving abilities to different characters. Yeah, exactly. They split it up. Yeah, they're like burying the fun line, so you have to deal with some unfun shit to mm -hmm. deal, like to have certain powers. You're just like, eh, this is the character who's really slow and boring to run around as. <laughs> well, and also it has, like Quake, a, a muddier color palette, and the, the characters don't really pop as much. Yeah. And so, at least for me, and granted, I didn't play very much, and it's really X's, you know, full disclosure. Um, but it's like there, there's one character that can charge... And kind of like a Reinhardt charge. Mm -hmm. And if he hits someone, then he does a fuck ton of damage and they just explode. Um, and I'll just forget that that's a guy in the game. Uh -huh. And just be running around and just get hit by him. Like, I don't even, I just thought he was a normal dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. It's not like when you see a Reinhardt and you're just like, I, that's a Reinhardt and I know what he can do. And I and there's all this area and things are moving slow. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to me to have an ability like that in a game like quick yeah because the game isn't built around it yeah that's the, how it feels at least uh -huh. um it doesn't feel like they're creating abilities that play to quake strengths like there's a guy that just has a wall hack ability that doesn't seem fair for quake <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me um granted it's not a long cooldown but it's active for like 10 15 seconds and you just see everyone yeah in quake champions is there um like I'm assuming there's a team deathmatch. Yeah, yeah. I guess is. like a CTF mode. There, I think there uh, is. What's it fucking called? I only played deathmatch and team deathmatch. Well, it's just interesting to me because when you were talking about like there's like these muddy characters that are slow and boring to move around as, and it's like 
I'm thinking of Overwatch, and it's like, like a Reinhardt is super slow, right? I mean, they all have the same movement speed, but mm -hmm. like when you're shielding, you go slower. He doesn't have any real movement abilities yeah, besides yeah. his charge. Um, so he does sort of feel like a slog to play as, but they did a good job making him feel like empowered and like, come at me, bro. So like, even though you're moving slow, you're like, I fucking, I don't need to move fast. Fuck it. I'm a fucking tank, you know? Whenever yeah. you get, it's near, you smack him with your hammer yeah. and that feels good. And then knocks him back and, mm -hmm. um, I, I, there's like a, a radius around you. That's your fuck you zone. Yeah. You don't cross into. Yeah. This makes me think I, I, uh, in, Champions, I like going fast so much, like in, in Quake, that I'm all about how fucking fast Quake mm -hmm. 3 is, that I never actually played as the slow guy, so... I never played the the shield dude, because there's a guy who has like kind of like a Reinhardt shield they can sort of toggle on and off. Yeah. The thing that's interesting about that is that when you activate your shield, if you shoot, it deactivates your shield while the like bullet fires out and then goes back up. So even when his shield is active, you can still kind of counterplay him. Okay. That's Which I thought was cool. interesting because I feel like otherwise it's just like a go fight someone else button. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's kind of how like enemies in other games work when they have a shield. Like that's how like the guys in Time Crisis are when you drop shoot their at shield them. to shoot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Huh. So it's interesting <laughs> it's to like fun. give that as part of his ability, but yeah, I, I never, never plays them. Um, not to not to bring it back to tribes because I'm I love tribes or anything. <laughs> Please. Um, I well I had a realization as we were changing the subject. I was like, oh, tribes is like sort of a proto hero shooter a little bit. Because it? it's a class-based shooter. Yeah. There's there's different classes. There's well, um, there's even more in uh Tribes Ascend. But like the in the original tribes, it was it was three classes. It was like light, medium, and heavy. And mm. then each each one of those had these own classes in them, which was um different loadouts. So in heavy there was like Juggernaut, who had like a mortar gun and something else, and then there was like strength dude and he had like a rocket launcher or whatever mm -hmm. um and that's how ascend is as well um even though there are, there are a little bit more options but there's like an assassin class who has like a cloaking ability because he gets like a cloak pack um and it's all, it's all modular in the sense that like the thing that makes him cloak is like a backpack and every character gets a backpack um, so you, everyone and you has can, one ability that they can use yeah because you have a backpack mm -hmm. um but it, it 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 the strength of tribes is CTF, and uh, the classes do dictate like the light classes are usually good flag runners because they go the fastest. Um, and like you can flag run as another class, but it's going to be tougher. Um, but it's it's interesting because it really is all about flag running. And if you're like a heavy class, then you don't really want to like you can't really like follow the flag runner or like you want to stay around the base, mm -hmm. but it's tough. Cause ah, it's, it's, it's weird. I never really thought about it in terms of like a hero shooter and like the roles that you play. Well, as you were talking, it kind of gave me this idea that like, Oh, there is a very clear difference to me between a class shooter and a hero shooter. I think what you're talking about as tribes is a class shooter. Yeah. Kind of the same way that TF2 is, which is that in any game, you're expected to have multiple people of any given class at a time. Whereas Hooter, Hooter, Hero <laughs> Shooters, I'm just going to condense that into the, the uh, uh, not pseudonym, I forgot what it's Portmanteau. called. Portmanteau, Portmanteau, thank you, Jory. Um, in a Hero Shooter, <clears throat> I just can't even get this out. <laughs> in a Hero Shooter, you, you are expected to have like one dude of each hero. 
more so. Even though in Overwatch there are some modes, and, and earlier in the game it was but like, there's oh, classes have... in Overwatch. There are classes, but they're more kind of suggestions. Yeah, it's kind are of. Are they like... though? The meta is very clearly like the meta two is healers, created by the this... players, right? Yeah, that's true. And and I think the 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 the, the labels of like these are the tanks. These are because like May is an off tank, and she's in the defense category. Um, Widow's in the defense category, and she's probably better on attack most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Um, they're, well, they're they're more just sort of to help beginner players learn. Like, oh, these are good for these types of scenarios. Interesting. I, it's, yeah, it's more fluid than than it seems. Support is very clearly support, but then you have Symmetra, who's in the support category, and she's more defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To to that extent, I always forget that TF two has the exact same thing. That like there's nine classes, and they're split into three categories. Yep. And uh but let's say it's totally normal to have five soldiers on your team. Yeah, in um, in TF2 it was much more ignorable. And partially that's because it was unlimited player counts. And it was just a little bit more like I'm just going to fuck around. Was yeah. kind of the vibe I got in TF2. And people didn't play the objective in TF2. Uh, yeah, I guess people mostly just murdered each other and then yep. the top scorer would be everyone. <laughs> and then one like... person would push the payload. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's um that that's interesting to me too because with the way Overwatch is balanced, it's really difficult to mix up a comp far beyond the meta, um, in well, one way or another. Like if think you, about the sorry to interrupt. No, go on. Well, I was just I was just thinking in 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 like tribes, you could feasibly win really hard with like a bunch of light uh flag runners on your team just because oh, yeah, they're like totally. running a train mm-hmm. and um, e- even tf2 like sometimes a scout rush was like a motherfucker to yeah deal with. like it worked really well sometimes because if you do six dps and and overwatch like you're gonna have a bad time yeah that's well, I interesting think the, the idea is is having hard counters in a class system you have soft counters perhaps and it's very situational but in a hero shooter you're more likely to have those really hard counters so if you run six dps you just run a comp with a bunch of sustain and they can't kill you. You have a bunch of tanks, a bunch of healers, and then someone to try to pick them off. And they have no healer, so you know you can just sort of, you know, win that war of attrition. Hmm. Like, think about the times that we've won running five supports, you know? Well, that's because we're epic. Yeah, I know, I know <laughs> we're epic. But it's like, the, there is a, a meta within Overwatch because it, it it's, I think it's interesting to have these sort of matchups where you sort of expecting the team to do a certain thing like okay we're we're in dive comp so they're probably going to run these tanks and these dps whatever mm-hmm. and you can sort of think about how to counterplay that and then the meta evolves over time and part of that is because of the balance changes that blizzard does but a lot of it's just because people discover new things discover new strategies and you know think about when the game came out and it was always reinhardt versus reinhardt and it was all barriers all the time and if dive comp was a thing back then you would just jump over it go on the point mm. so the game evolves on its own yeah. just because of the community. And it's, it's I think, very dynamic because of all of these heroes with all these weird abilities that enables people to do these weird things. I think so. I hadn't thought about this until just now, but I, I haven't... I kind of forgot that initially when I started playing Overwatch, I felt really, like, boxed in by a team count of six... Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's like, nobody. I was, I was still used to TF2 where it was like 32 player teams. Was it 12 on and 12? Like vanilla, but oh, like it well, got unlocked. That's why so I know. It was like 64 player servers. <laughs> so like the teams were just ridiculous. Wow. And I, I completely forgot about that, that. That's a huge part of what makes 
the individual roles in Overwatch so important. Yeah, I remember I remember reading something about how particular they were about the number. Yeah. Like eight or um, seven players felt like nobody really could take any credit for any things that happened. One more person. And then five felt like nothing was going on. Huh. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's very, very strange how that works out. Yeah. I mean, I do remember having that feeling first playing Overwatch, having mostly played more like arena shooters or just Call of Duty, Halo deathmatch stuff of this like oh this is an objective game and there's only six players i have to get my shit together like i feel like i'm gonna let down my team and they're not <laughs> and they're gonna know it was me because there's no one else to point to mm. hell yeah no it's in in overwatch uh, i've never done the things i always did in tf2 where like i would get a petty childlike personal vendetta against <laughs> another player and i would track them overwatch down kind of in- enabled that though because because then they have the the whole um I mean, they had the kill cam system, but then they would have like stats as well. That would be like, oh, this guy's like on a kill streak and he's killed you five times in a row. Didn't they do that? Wait. Or am I making that up? What game are you talking about? TF2. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Overwatch. I might have said Overwatch. Oh, yeah, yeah. TF2, like definitely. Like you would get like the... You know, the quick zoom on the guy who fucked you up. Uh, Wouldn't it tell you like this guy is fucking you up? They would tell you that. Yeah, like, totally. fuck that guy. I'm oh my him. god! And I was like the pettiest TF2 player. I'm a horrible team player. <laughs> no one wants to play Overwatch with me anymore. I'm connecting a lot of dots during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Overwatch, like, you get the kill cam, but it's also it's from their perspective. So it's to me, it's more like, okay, how did I fuck up? Mm. Unless it was scatter arrows. Then Overwatch there's... doesn't have like a. Agent three is dominating. <laughs> right. Yeah, that shit. Like you ended Holy their kill shit. streak and, yeah. and that's a thing that you're rewarded for. Yeah. Just you as a player, like, oh no, my kill streak. Yeah. When you die. Yeah, because that really is like a like who cares? It right. Doesn't, it doesn't really matter if you're not like pushing the payload or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's an objective game unless you're playing deathmatch, which yeah. is surprisingly good. Because there could be a there could hypothetically be a situation where it's like Kevin is dominating, and then immediately they lose because the fucking payload was just like being pushed without him knowing. That's the pro Genji on the other side of the map. Yeah, yeah, I guess that that kind of stuff would promote uh, people going off and doing their own thing. So mm. those meant to be a tangent, but that's why I was like, well, yeah, like TF two kind of enabled that. Like, fuck that player. Yeah, because he keeps killing me. I keep seeing his dumb hat. In 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 general, and I uh, probably a bunch has already been said and written about this, and I just haven't seen as much of it. But I think that's something Overwatch has always done really successfully too. Is just like it's the first shooter I've ever played where you there isn't like a scoreboard showing you how much your teammates are letting you down. Mm. They don't even track the kill death ratio. Yeah, which a lot of players wish it had, but they're and, like, that's not the point. Am I wrong? Like it seems like it's like the only shooter I can think of where you're not constantly feeling that way. I think Lawbreakers doesn't have it either. Am I wrong? We're going to talk about Lawbreakers? Lawbreakers. Are we crossing the Lawbreakers line? This is the first time we mentioned Lawbreakers. I wanted to bring it up earlier and I forgot. Yeah. I don't know if Lawbreakers does that. I don't think it does. I didn't play it like hardcore enough to get super into it. You did did play a lot of Lawbreakers when it first came out. I did. I played, yes. I played it during the beta and then I played it uh, when it came out. What's your hot take on Lawbreakers, Aaron? Um, Bad timing. Kind of like well, Battleborn. Well, bad timing because of its aesthetic. Yeah, it, it, Lawbreakers is kind of pulled between worlds in that respect. Yeah. Where if if it had a better aesthetic, not better. If it had a a more timely, one. a more timely aesthetic. Yes, that's a perfect way to put it. Because Lawbreakers would have been hugely popular ten years ago. Mm. Um, 
because that's when people were into fucking gritty sci-fi weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, a more but now that's a little that's a little played out right now, and people want to see uh, very clean. Uh, I don't want to say cartoony, but like at least like identif- vibrant. Yeah, identifiable characteristics um, for characters, and like with Lawbreakers, you don't really get a sense of any of those characters. Yeah, so they should have waited five years for when that aesthetic will come back. Yeah, when it's nostalgic. Right. And, it's, and the cycle comes back to, like, everybody wants, like, the blood and the... Yeah. It's kind of a little bit how I felt about uh, Drawn to Death, which was David Jaffe's new company. Mm. Um, just had this, like, hand-drawn aesthetic that was cool as a screenshot, and then in motion was just... Whoa. Yeah. And then it had this this like aesthetic on top of that where like the announcer was always insulting you and making fun of you and making dick and fart <laughs> And I was like, this would have been great on the PS1. Yeah. yeah didn't, then, didn't, the, didn't that tank Daikatana like 20 years ago? <laughs> right. Did we learn nothing? <laughs> as, as, as far as I can tell, like something like Battleborn, like it just wasn't just wasn't very good. I mean, like it was it was it was OK, but like it wasn't. But Lawbreakers feels really good. It's actually I had a lot of fun at yeah. times. Like when you when you really sink your teeth into it, it's it's like fun to shoot things and like fly around and like the low grab areas are pretty fun. Yeah. And, I only um, watched you play it, but it, it did seem to have like some kind of clashing ideals within it where it had this more realistic, kind of edgy aesthetic, a little bit more retro. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the ball was vo- voiced by Justin Roiland and it's spouting off all this crazy, hilarious shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like to me, really distracting. I was like, I don't want to pay attention to the, the, the action. I just want to <laughs> hear all the Justin Roiland lines. Where's the game with that guy? Yeah. Um, but then, like, also the, the the game, kind of like Quake, it, like, didn't have very strong silhouettes from what I saw. Oh, yeah. No. Like, except, for the, except for the Zenyatta guy. The the one healer, yeah. which no one wants to play, because yeah. no one wants to play a healer anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's it's it feels it's, a lot more like Bash and Smash as opposed to, like, play the objective. Uh-huh. Right. Um... So who the fuck wants to play a healer in that kind of game? Yeah, and that's, also, that's a really interesting problem. Is, do you know if, if, if there's limits or can you just like, if like, if someone already picked the Zenyatta guy, then I can pick the Zenyatta guy. Or is it like one of each hero per team? Uh, no, you can pick whoever. Yeah. So it's whoever you want. It's, so yeah. it's like, okay. and like the only limit is that it's small teams. Right. Like, so yeah, it's 5v5. Yeah. So you can't even have one of every yeah. class. But the maps are smaller. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than in Overwatch. And then the other team is always just like a different aesthetic of the same heroes, and even kind of like the silhouettes. No, they're are... they're different heroes with different abilities. No, they're the, they have the same abilities. They play the same, but they look different. That's that's what I was they're, trying to get. Okay, at. they're okay. different yeah, characters, it, right? But, but like, but the like the healer guy, for example, still has the orbs, I think, right? Because there's the sides. law side and there's the law breaking yeah. side. <laughs> even though they're that's, doing the same thing, right? <laughs> they're fighting. Maybe that's the that's the moral of the story. Damn. Oh, Flip sides of the I same coin. That till now. It's, yeah. du- it's true duality. Yeah, wow. that's what the shattering in the logo represents. Man, that's society exploding right there. Whoa, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that seemed like a weird choice to me that they have like all these very unique characters that have the same abilities. There's like all these pairs throughout the game. Um, yeah, I guess is, that's more that interesting than Overwatch being like both sides have a Reaper, but that one has a red outline. So. Props to that. I just, I just, it didn't really. But it, there's no dissonance for me at all. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't think twice about it, you know. And I don't think anybody does. Really. But like whoever who complained about this, like, well, if there's two reapers. I yeah. Mean, no, no, no. This is a problem that I'm inventing right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, you're you're not in. Like but, I've definitely seen those threads, but like where you know where it's like why are why are 
Tracer and Winston fighting each yeah. other if they love each other so much. It's a, it's a video game. Yeah, like, nobody, right. nobody actually. Gives I, I love the fact that that uh, Blizzard has on the record said that the game is not canon. <laughs> I really love that aspect. <laughs> it's like they had to go out of their way to be like, yeah, yeah, having having three Reapers fighting three Winstons is not canon in the story. <laughs> Where I, I have always been really impressed with the the mythology that they built around TF2 like three years after TF2 had been out. Oh yeah. Where like they actually did With a pretty Saxton nice Hill job. And... Yeah. They did a really good job of like retrofitting a story around just the most bullshit <laughs> premise. Yeah. Like and it's still like they did a good job of keeping it and well, yeah, it was always very tongue in cheek and very silly. And yeah. I remember reading all the comics whenever they'd come out just because they were well done and yeah. the art was funny and and because yeah. of Valve time, Valve could never do Valve. anything in a timely battle. Valve. It's been a really long time since they've actually put out one of those comics, but... Yeah. I mean, they made, like, a matchmaking system that I guess everyone hated. Half-Life 3, right? Oh, yeah. We got Half-Life 3. It. it was a text file. What? Half-Life 3. What's that? Did you did you miss the... the, the... No, yeah, I missed it. Are, are you it. doing a bit? I'm not doing a bit. I, don't know <laughs> I couldn't tell about if it, it was a bit either. Mark Laidlaw, the lead writer of the Half-Life games, put out a gender-bent fan fiction <laughs> that is the plot of Half-Life 3. Like officially because or, it was written by him? Or he I, wrote it and the, the, the characters are gender-bent and have different names and he called it a fanfic, but for all intents and purposes, it is the plot of Half-Life 3. He called it a fan fiction of an unrelated dream he'd had. Right. <laughs> Where he, he, he dissed himself from it very well, but everyone's like, yeah, no, this is this is Half-Life 3. Yeah. Wow. So it's 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 good. It's interesting. I would have played it. I don't know. I never played Half-Life. I didn't get through Half-Life 2, so... Um. Those are great games. Sorry, and I just reconfigured your mic. <laughs> I, I, I saw Powerful. someone... I played someone... through like the first third of Half-Life 2. I wasn't paying attention at all to the story. I was just like, this is fun. The story's interesting in, in as much as like I always found the lore of Halo really interesting, but that's not really why I play it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same with Overwatch. Yeah. The, the story of Overwatch is fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank like, you for saying that. It's, it's their fun characters. Oh, uh, whenever yeah. I talk to people who love Overwatch, I'm like really afraid of broaching that subject. Oh my god, it's Breaching. terrible. Yeah. And they're making like, it up as they go along. Yeah. Like nothing oh, yeah. was nothing was planned. Of course. Because they have like a new character coming on. They're like, okay, we need a makeup plot that yeah. somehow ties them in. And, and plus they like are really engaging with the fan theories and stuff. And, uh, yeah. But I I I as a counterpoint, I, I agree like the kind of current plot of what's happening in the world is kind of like meh but i really like the world building and lore that they've done and i think the animated shorts they do are incredible and like actually make me feel things for characters i don't give a shit about normally (laughs) i i think that in general especially games do it really well where like environmental storytelling sometimes it's just a skull sitting on a toilet but like i think in general like even a skull sitting on a toilet is way more interesting than like a bad oh yeah uh, oh it's so f- i mean th- nothing nothing made me more excited in a video game that i can think of story-wise than like when they updated Numbani and the the fucking the Doomfist was stolen, and I was like, and the, "Whoa!" Oh yeah, and the robots scattered all over the Neato. airport. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is like, if I had seen a video of that event or read about that event, I would not have given a fuck. <laughs> yeah. But like going into the game and the map you used to be playing on has all this fucked up shit in yeah. it. That's really cool. Yeah. The the thing that first got me about Overwatch was just the voice lines that would just happen between characters when you first started up because i played that game for months and then was like oh shit they're talking about this sombra character and i've seen people online being like oh sombra's gonna be the next hero and then it was anna and i never thought anna was sombra but 
they would like reference things and you're like oh there's like actual yeah like, i story wish sombra here. was here right or whatever and and i remember becoming a, a big thing when everyone realized oh on king's row we're we're the bad guys and we're pushing the payload because we're blowing up an emp over a like uh omnic haven oh yeah i never thought about that yeah no you're actually like committing robo genocide when you're pushing the payload wow and when you push the payload and you succeed there's this like big blast wave that comes out of the payload you're like oh oops oh so if you're running a zenyatta and a, and a yep it's not a canon bastion. though <laughs> you just fall yeah <laughs> is it Thanks that would help be guys <laughs> victory and you just all your balls go rolling around is, is it like like the side missions from ground zeros then where it's like a a non-canon recreation of an event that did occur in the overwatch universe don't, is that what's happening? don't overthink it <laughs> Um, but no, I, like, I really like that, that they took the time to give it all of this lore and history and context, because then it just makes these well, interactions between characters possible, yeah, and, and you have these snarky remarks, and like, Anna being Farrah's mom is cool and interesting, yeah. and you wouldn't have that if it's like, oh, we're a bunch of badasses and we're fighting. It's oh a, yeah. It's a video game, you know, it's like, what is canon and what isn't canon? Is, is the fucking badass hero running in circles for an hour and falling off a cliff? <laughs> is that canon? Reinhardt like, charging off a cliff by himself? Probably not. So when they, when they throw in little things like that, it's like, well, obviously you can't, it's like not telling a linear story or whatever, but it's still, it's, it's like fun because it's, it's a fucking video game. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. And I, I think that like the whole Overwatch aesthetic is fun. Yeah. Except for Hanzo Scatter Arrows, those aren't fun. <laughs> Please nerf. And they do a, a really, really admirable job of, like, listening to fan theories and making jokes, like, a part of the game. Like, all the shit with, like, D.Va being a disgusting yeah. gamer. Which yeah, is great. Gremlin D.Va. Which it's, I think is, is cute as hell. It's really yeah. cute. And I, I think people, I think some people are hard on it because so it's integrity. It's like there's no fucking integrity. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's no. a video game. And if I they think... embrace the, the 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 fan fiction like porn shit, then that would be too far. I, I don't know. I think the fans <laughs> would love it. Yeah, exactly. The fans would, but that that to me is like the essence of fan service. It's like, oh my ship, oh, what did you do to? Tracer, but I think the important thing is that it doesn't really matter. Like they wouldn't let that shit affect the game. No, you know, it's just it's just the it's just the little drawings around it. Well, they have like, different people like, working uh -huh, on the, uh -huh. the game and the story. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, because you never saw like, oh, I feel like this character should be like this, and everyone's like, yeah, fan theory, and then they like change that character to be like that, completely changing the meta. <laughs> yeah, the gameplay. Like, they wouldn't do that. It's, well, it's the I same same thing of like. You can't buy your be a better gun. You you can only buy a cooler outfit. You know. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really affect the game at all. That was actually. Thank you for the segue. That was a point that I wanted to make earlier about uh, other modern shooters that are very XP progression based, mm -hmm. where you level up your gear, you level up yeah. your weapons, Star, you get better Star Wars stuff. Battlefront. Yeah, like it's a game of someday I'll Tribes be that is like guy. that. Really? Yeah, you gotta you gotta play a lot or pay. Well, it was a free to play game, so that's why. Yeah. Um, but you gotta play a lot or pay to get like better guns for for the classes. Mm -hmm. But that's something that I really like about Overwatch that it's it's not pay to win. That they said like that they you know they could have made it a, a MOBA type free to play. You only get certain heroes, but they wanted everyone to have every hero in every game. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh. I mean, I think there are some hero shooters that lift more from MOBAs in terms of player progression, but mm -hmm. even MOBAs, like, every game you're starting from scratch and you're building up your character to be this badass. Like, that's the arc of every game. It's not 
the arc over months of playing this one game. Um, here's here's a I, I like that. Yeah, it's a good thing. I like that trend. I think so too. <laughs> you you mentioned something that I was I was pondering a little bit about Lawbreakers in particular is the um, like free to play versus pay. Mm-hmm. Lawbreakers was announced to be a free to play game, right? But they changed it to a pay game, but it's thirty bucks. And I and I heard somewhere, and I sort of had this thought independently, but didn't really think much of it. Until somebody else was like, this is important. I was like, oh, fuck, it is important. Is if that game were $60, do you think it would have done better? Huh. Because the implication of it being a $30 game is like, it's a lesser game. Because it's still, it's technically an independent game. Right. But it doesn't come off as an independent game. It comes off as a fucking AAA title. Right, because it's pros making that game exactly so is that like the ghost of like the concept of budget games yeah which kind of doesn't even exist anymore yeah exactly yeah like i don't know like when when i saw the price of it i was like oh really what's it missing you know yeah that's interesting <laughs> yeah that's a really good point or like you expect to pay, pay a ton in cosmetics and loot boxes yeah. and stuff whereas i i think I think Overwatch, maybe it was the Blizzard pedigree that, like, even though on PC it's it was forty bones, which feels cheap, it still was like, oh, they're selling that game for pretty cheap, instead of being right. like, yeah, Lawbreakers, where it's like, oh, it's thirty dollars, which means like you'll, you'll spend some time with it, but you'll probably lose interest yeah. pretty fast. Well, if you buy it for console, it's sixty, right? Overwatch, yeah, and the oh. Origins edition is sixty. Okay, well, that's the thing. The only the Origins edition came to uh, consoles. Which now is like the game of the year edition or whatever. Yeah. And on PC, you could buy the Origins edition, which it was the exact same game. You just got extra skins and bonuses in other Blizzard games. Yeah. Or you could buy the $40 version, which was only on PC, which was just the game. You didn't get all the bonuses and stuff. So that was what I did. I bought the $40 version and then was like, I'm going to buy $20 in loot boxes. Aren't I a smart consumer? (laughs) No. You did it. (laughs) No, but I ended up getting a $60 game and getting a bunch of loot boxes, so... That's how I justified it to myself. Yeah. And then I bought more loot boxes. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. I bought so many loot boxes. I've bought too. more than I would like to say so publicly. Loop- are we part of the problem because we're playing it? Do they update the game? I mean, that's the thing. Are we part of the problem game? or are we funding all of this awesome skin and, yeah. and event content? Because for all the people who only put, spent $40, they're getting fucking... They're getting crazy good they're value. they miles and miles and miles of fucking shit. I've, I have spent maximum, I think, like $5 on loot boxes. Yeah. So like, I wish I was you, Jory. You yeah. That's what I'm saying is thank you both. Oh yeah, for you're welcome, man. Going so I well, I mean that's quiet. that's what always. I that, just want all the things. That's, that, <laughs> that's what worries me about like yacht club where they they they're fucking tied into making these three free expansions, which are basically entire games. They are entire games, and there's no extra income. There's well, they no... just changed it finally. <laughs> yeah. So if you if. Up until like earlier this year, if you own Shovel Knight, you just get every expansion. Yeah. Um, and now they're selling them as separate entities. So if you buy Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, it's a higher price, but you get all the stuff. Thank or goodness. you can buy them. And I'm just like, you guys should have done that when Plague Knight came out because goddamn, these are so good. And yeah. I've already bought Shovel Knight on like three different. I have it on PC. <laughs> I have it on my 3DS, which I fucking love it on the 3DS. Yeah. Anyway, but I have it on every fucking console. <laughs> it's like I will happily pay for that game over and over. But yeah, they've just been. They went above and beyond. Like when when you see on a Kickstarter, oh, we'll do a campaign of the enemies. You think like, okay, a couple levels. But no, yeah, they made entire games. 
and then like whole sets of new mechanics that you can pick up. I mean, it's an yep. entirely different game. That's so they, they reused stage assets. Like that's that's it. Well, and, whenever they would reuse an actual like, area of a level, it was to prove a point of how different those characters yeah. were. Like, there would be areas where as Shovel Knight, it was super easy. You just walk through. But as Plague Knight, you're like, holy shit, this is so hard and weird. And then the vice versa of like, this was a really hard part of Shovel Knight. But you just walk through as Plague Knight. Just because their abilities are so different. And I, I talked to one of the guys at Yacht Club and he's like, yeah, that was deliberate. Like, thank you for picking up on that. That's really so cool. What is, it wasn't them being lazy. It was like, no, like, remember this. Which I think was a very smart way to do that. Mm -hmm. That's really smart. But and usually when there's like a stretch goal like that in a game, it serious seriously is like there'll be like a new statue in this area if right. we make this much money. Yeah. Did you notice that statue? <laughs> Do you like that? You paid for that statue. <laughs> <laughs> um So when when's the Shovel Knight Hero Shooter coming out? Oh my god. I would play it. They got a lot of cool characters. I don't play any fucking Shovel Knight game. <laughs> you, know that, you know that? This is a complete tangent. Yeah, is that what this is turning into? Shovel Knight meets Tribes? Well, is that where you're going? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, that's why I started playing Farah. Because Tribes? Well, yeah, because I heard she was the jetpack rocket girl. And I was like, that sounds like Tribes. Because you get jetpacks and you get the spin fuser. Mm -hmm. And I played it and I was like, oh, it's, it, 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 the sound of the jetpack going off was like super nostalgic for me. Um, playing as Farah. Wow. So that's what that's what drew me to Farah. And I I played I played just enough tribes to really like get into like how fun like the skiing mechanics and stuff are. Oh yeah. And over the weekend, I finally bought No Man's Sky because everyone's been talking about like the updates kind of making it more fun. And yeah, everything. apparently it's finally a game. <laughs> um, and <laughs> that's something that keeps taking the air out of it for me is like it looks enough like tribes and I know there's a jetpack on my character's back and I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to start skiing now. And I hold the space bar and it's like, <laughs> as I just like kind of go up a little bit and then fall back down out of fuel. And it's like, <laughs> it's basically like a, like a super jump. It's not yeah. much of a jetpack. Yeah. And again, it just feels sort of like, I have a feeling I could upgrade my jetpack enough that this would be really fun. But that's like twelve hours from now. It's a lot of grinding. Did you know that was a that was a glitch? The skiing. Yeah, it, it's um, it's like because of the way it handles like acceleration when you hit the ground, yeah. right? It's the same as like bunny hopping in Quake yeah, Three. Yeah, yeah. Which did you ever play Quake Live? Uh, no. Quake. Uh, I find it really interesting because like um, Quake Three. Uh, I was obsessed with that game. And I never bunny hopped, and I never did that kind of thing. Uh -huh. And then Quake Live, they it's like the third thing in the tutorial is like you have to successfully do like a crazy bunny hop move that I never knew existed in Quake Three, where like you like have to like edge jump so that you end up going like four times faster than the base speed, like by the end of it. And it was originally a glitch, but then in Quake Live they codified it just the way they did in like the later Tribes wow. games, where like all of a sudden skiing is basically the game yeah oh yeah that's what makes it unique yeah hmm. playing tribes is like playing as pharah with like t 10 baseball bats <laughs> and skis because you because you it's this you have to get a direct hit with some with an other it's like trying to get a direct hit playing as pharah with another pharah but both pharahs are traveling at the speed of light <laughs> both like have a lucio strapped to their yeah back. that's what that's what playing tribes is yeah and you do you do you get good at it and then you you start getting blue plate specials that's what they call them when wow. you get a mid-air hit that's um, a blue plate special because mm -hmm. they're like little blue discs oh a spin fuser 
Um, so when like, we get like a, a Krillin's whatever attack. Yeah, and then you just get start start getting them left and right, and you're just like, man, I'm fucking good at this. <laughs> nice. And then you go back to play Overwatch, and you're just like, God, this is so fucking easy. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> just on the ground moving very slowly. <laughs> they do a pretty nice job of like, because yeah, I think about it where like. Farrah doesn't feel anywhere near as powerful as like the soldier's rocket launcher did and she's not anywhere near as like ridiculously fast as you were in tribes mm-hmm. but in general I think that they do a really good job of like Farrah still feels really powerful she feels really unique well in that considering how much they keep set. stacking the counters to her oh my god half the cast counters Farrah yeah Fuck. they they, 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 they I think they think Farrah is really really strong and it's, it's, it's granted only, with pharmacy she's very yeah tricky. it's only because of mercy yeah they won't buff her because of mercy if mercy didn't exist they would have buffed the shit out of her oh my god she would need five new abilities yeah. to it's, handle because even like a pocket zen or an Anna isn't good enough with mm-hmm. the with the mercy changes on PTR is now the time like is is Farrah next no mercy no. can still do the same shit they didn't Fuck. change guardian angel or or her actual like beam at all I guess though if like if 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 mercy players start playing differently do you think maybe mercy's gonna be they won't it's too good it's it's this weird like if they buffed Farah, then pharmacy would be 10 times worse yeah exactly right. it's, I, it's, I, it's I... this weird like exponential where it's like Farah by herself sucks Farah with a mercy is a little too good so it's like, God, it's like stuck. how do you how do you balance that out without like fucking both of them up? I I don't know for how everybody to react, else because uh, in in any other circumstance like Mercy's totally fine. Right. I I do completely rescind my compliment to Blizzard, uh, Blizzard and to Overwatch then. But then if they tip they the really scales too much and then no one plays Pharah, which already there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of pros that play Pharah as far as I can tell. Hmm. Um, if they tip those scales even further then Mercy is required to play Pharah. Mm-hmm. And that's not a place that you want to be. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, for the most part, that's actually kind of how it is. Like, you can you can pull off a pretty good Pharaoh with a Zen, but... Or an Ana. But the Ana would have to pocket you. Yeah. that That's how I play when I'm Ana and you're Pharaoh. It's mm-hmm. like, I look away for three seconds and you're at, like, one pip. And I'm like, shit! Yeah. I'm throwing a grenade halfway across the map. Like, please, please, please. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... I, I, closing thoughts. Uh, overall, I feel like um, I'm I'm a fan of the hero shooter trend. It's just a weird situation where Overwatch is almost like WoW before it, just like the dominant force in its genre, and every competitor just sort of maybe it's because they're they're just having trouble finding their own niche. And if they did a better job of that, then there'd be like a real passionate core. Maybe that's why Quake Champions is leaning really hard on the arena shooter side of it well because it's more accessible i think what yeah i think what overwatch has working against it is because it has such a huge player base and it is number one so it, that works against overwatch no i think it works i think it works in its favor and everyone against everyone's favor because you can you can pick up unreal tournament you can pick up quake champions or whatever and just play and have a good time but overwatch you need to know a lot about the game you need to know the maps you need to know the heroes you need to know the counters you need to know all that shit or else you're gonna be a shit player like you I, can't you can't just be like kind of good like you have to know this shit that's I think, true I, but- I I'm, I'm yeah I'm kind of interested in this because uh I sort of feel like overwatch I'm not that great at it in general and especially like when I first bought the game I had no fucking clue what was going on but I was really having fun with it mm-hmm. whereas like with a game like quake champions I feel like the learning curve is situated in a place where like 
the instant I start it, I know exactly what's happening. And I already understand basically all of the boundaries of play. Mm. But I'm terrible and I'm having an awful time. Whereas like <laughs> Overwatch, I'm still not that great at, but every time I play it, I have a lot of fun. Well, it just feels better. Yeah. And I, I think that's something Overwatch and hero shooters like it yeah. do really successfully. I mean, the game feels just so good. Oh, I mean, yeah. Also, at the, the lower end of like beginner players, I think you're not really thinking about who counters who and what ultimates are up and things like that. You're thinking, oh, I'm Lucio. I can boot people. I'm going to go boot people. Yeah. And it only comes later once you get comfortable with that where you learn, oh, I have this on my team. That pairs with this. Like, that just kind of naturally happens over time. And I think they do a pretty good job with their MMR system of keeping new players with other new players. There is the occasional smurf, but within a few games, they're hopefully pushed up. So they're playing with better players. Right. Um, Honestly, I think it's it's exponentially worse, at least for me, with MOBAs because of how many characters there are. There's like hundreds of characters in those games, and they all have unique abilities and match up with different characters, and then you have the whole pick and ban system in MOBAs, so it's like another thing to worry about that you can't just have your one character you're good at, because if they're banned, then who are you going to play? I, full disclosure, uh, have at different times, I have downloaded, and I use that word very deliberately... I, I will say I have installed Dota 2, League of Legends, and Heroes of the Storm and have never actually started a match of a single one of them because the options when I start the game are so overwhelming that I have never actually played a single match of a MOBA. I've played one match of League. How did you feel about that? I absolutely hated it. <laughs> there was zero percent fun. It was it was like it was unfun. It was like torture. And I was like, why would I keep doing this? I, I have no incentive to I, continue this. I really tried to get into league in like 2011, like when it was kind of first hot on the scene around then. I don't know exactly when it came out. And I was playing with a bunch of guys who were way into it. And I was the noob. And I honestly kind of put a big chunk of the blame on them that they weren't good <laughs> teachers they just said stand near this tower and then mash q when a guy comes near well, yeah because they're playing the meta already right they're playing the meta and they're like okay pick this guy because he's free this week and then like you just you're trindomir spin the win i'm like okay champ and then when i'm getting stomped on i feel bad they're like no no you're doing fine i'm like but i'm dying and losing your guys's fights are going fine and we're winning, or like if we're losing, it's like I don't know how to improve. Mm. And then I would I would die, and then go to the <laughs> store, and I'd be like, "What do I buy?" And they're they're doing their own shit, and they're like, uh, "Buy the boots." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna buy." The I don't know what it does. I don't know what anything's <laughs> happening. So, even though I played like a couple dozen, ma uh, maybe like a dozen matches of, of League, like I never really got it. And I understood enough that like I can watch League and kind of get it. Same. Well, there's but, just not there's, there's too much information and there's no it's not simple enough. You know, I can tell you the moment that I was sold on Overwatch, and it was a huge moment for me. Was, I was I was playing Hanamura, and we were on attack second a point B, and I was Farah, and I was going around on the left, and there were two people that were trying to get me from the other side of that big gap that you can jump over. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was capable of. And I saw that I had an E, which was the concussion blast. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this does. And I shot it at them and it landed behind them. And I booped both of them off at the same time. And then it was like, you, you killed those two. And it, like the little beeps came up and stuff and the kill feed and everything. And I was like, 
I love this game <laughs> because it was just so like I get it. I I get what I just did, like why it happened. Like something like LOL is like you're right like you you could be doing something totally right and everyone's like no you're fine and it's like it doesn't feel fine right it feels horrible because it's literally a grind for a huge chunk of the game yeah the whole point is like leveling up and it's actually so i I also played a, a fair bit of heroes of the storm because overwatch did these promotional things where they're like if you play heroes then you get this shit they gotcha which they got me but i was playing with a couple friends that played heroes and they were good teachers and there's a lot of mechanics in Heroes that I like a lot better. As as a filthy casual, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I like about Heroes uh, other than than League. For example, the the minions that are always spawning and are running in a, in a straight line. In uh, in League of Legends, every individual character you have your own gold and you have your own XP pool, and it's all about getting the last hit on those minions because that's what gives you the gold and the XP. In Heroes, it's a shared pool for your entire team. So there's no internal competition of like, what the fuck? Why'd you get that last hit? Like, I need the XP and the gold and all the toxicity and blah, blah. It's like on Heroes, if you're doing anything, you're benefiting your team. And when you level up, you level up as a team. So it really, I don't know, it it takes a lot of that stress off of a newer player of like, I don't know what to do. It's like, just do stuff. (laughs) Just do stuff. You're fine. Um, I don't know. There there were things like that. There were like a lot of little bits that I noticed. And also it was it was much more objective based. Whereas League, like, everyone plays Summoner's Rift. I don't think there's anyone that plays anything besides Summoner's Rift. Yeah. In Heroes, there's all these different maps that have different shapes. There's different objectives. There's some maps where you're collecting shit and then bringing them back to a central point. So there's, like, little team fights that break out there. But you're sort of, like, doing your own thing. There's others where you're trying to capture certain objectives by just standing on them. And that makes a giant golem show up that does a thing. Like, every map is different. And that just keeps it fresh for me and makes it less about, I'm just going to stand in this bush and wait for a guy. I'm going to gank him. Oh, he killed me. Now I'm going to respawn for half an hour. Like, (laughs) that's not fun for me as someone who doesn't get the higher level shit. And uh, you know what? I have heard a lot about how Heroes is more accessible. And so I will give it this credit. Uh, And this is true. Heroes, I, I have installed twice. Hey, I still have never played it, but I have wow. installed it. League and Dota don't have deleted that. it. Yeah, wow. I've only installed and deleted those motherfuckers once. <laughs> Final thoughts: Don't compete with Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, well, don't try. Christ. But that—that's that, the thing. Is like I—I I want. An, I mean, I play a fuck ton of Overwatch, so I don't have room for another Overwatch. In I my don't. Life. Well, that the the thing is, I don't have any complaints. Yeah. It's it, it's like if I played Unreal Tournament, it's like, oh man, I wish I could. Like, I don't have any of that in Overwatch. Yeah, I'm totally satisfied. Me too. So, I, I if if another hero shooter got announced, I'd be like, I don't, I want to learn another game. I mean, I do, I do wish that they did bounce patches a little faster. Mm. It's kind of a bummer to see stuff go on the PTR and then it's like three weeks before it goes live because it's like, I want it now. <laughs> but you but actually, good or bad, I want it now. You actually made a really good point to me uh, a couple of days ago or something. I don't know. But um, the point you made was basically that like, well, sometimes it's really frustrating when it takes them forever to respond to a balance issue. And then when the patch comes out it's their change is like really radical like they make yeah. like really big changes but the fact is every one of those has gotten me to open overwatch back up like right. well, anytime that's the, thing. <laughs> that's the thing is like even when there's a crazy buffer a crazy nerf that shakes things up and a lot of people see that as a problem because they have their strategy like i was a fucking roadhog main for season three maybe season four i don't remember exactly but then they nerfed him to shit and he became this weird 
Roadhog thing, and I stopped playing him, I fell in love with Winston. And I played a fuck ton of Winston for the season after that. Yeah. And is that a problem? I'm not convinced that's a problem, because they're so buffing either. Roadhog as we speak. They're going to keep shifting him. They don't want a single hero to go completely unplayed by everyone. Like, <laughs> th there's all these myths of, like, oh, they only look at the pro players, and they're only, like, looking at them for a balance. Or they're only looking at bronze players, and they're they're looking at how they play. And I think it's a lot messier than that. You know, it's this really big, complicated thing. You know what? But You saying that makes me... I bet you a million bucks that because when when the, they first started doing balance tweaks, they were just balance tweaks. And then they announced the Symmetra change. That was and the I, first I, big one. I bet you a million bucks that that got so many more people playing Overwatch that they were like, hmm. And then they were just like, <laughs> Bastion gets changed. Mm -hmm. Junkrat gets two mines. <laughs> oh we're God. fucking up Mercy now. Like, You're right. Reaper gets health when he does damage. Yeah. Just like they keep getting crazier and crazier with it. And I'm all aboard that train. Because yes, sometimes I get hit. And the, play and the characters that I play get fucked over. But then I just go somewhere else. Uh -huh. And then by the time they buff the shit out of Roadhog, I'll be like, okay, I'm ready to go back to Roadhog. Because also, I'm the type of character... I'm the type of... I'm not a character... I'm the type of <laughs> player that I like bouncing around between different characters. I, I get very bored very easily just doing the same thing all the time. Um, that's just what I do. I don't I don't begrudge anyone for maining one hero. Um, so when I get hit by a nerf or a buff or whatever, that's just an excuse for me to look at the game differently. And that keeps the game fresh. It's over a year and a half ish. Overwatch. Overwatch. <laughs> wow. And like I don't I don't ba, see myself. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Like I, ba, ba, ba. I, it's my, the same music as the Monster Hunter music. It kind of is. Da, 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 da. Like my biggest problem wow. with Overwatch is that I play it too much, and that I have to give myself a like, I will not play after this hour, or I will not go to sleep. Ugh, I'm so sick of that. Because mine's two, <laughs> and, mine's, and yours is twelve, and I'm shifting it to eleven. Ugh, moving it earlier. Because two, because I get up at seven forty-five. You're insane. And so two is the is the latest I'll go. You're getting I, five I, hours I of sleep. I won't always get to two. Yeah, five is the cap. Five is what you need at least. I need unless you're doing I need Uberman. Eight at minimum. You can live with. I can live. I went through college. I can live with very little sleep. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> um, no, nah, it kills me, bro. You're killing me, Smalls. When when I'm when I hop on at like nine p.m. and no one's online, play for a couple hours by myself. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go to bed. And then everyone logs on at eleven thirty. I'm like, you motherfuckers. And then that's I why you gotta shift it to two. And then I go to bed at three a.m. because I can't fall asleep because it wires me up. <laughs> I'm saying that actually is a. Pro I've been paying attention to that a little bit. Yeah, I think that is a serious problem. That's why I've been going to Cause, bed because I sleep shitty. Yes, because I'll go to bed at the same time. Join me in the midnight. <laughs> but if I play Overwatch and then go to bed, I sleep shitty. Yeah, because it wires you up. It gets you energized. Yeah, right. you guys. Talk That's about why it. I've been I'm, giving myself bedtime. I'm gonna I'm be over here playing PUBG with Brent Lilly until <laughs> 2 a.m. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just can't. My, I'm my, sorry. My, my, <laughs> I, told, I told you I was going to get, but man, Overwatch is just so much better. That, I, that's my point. Is it's always still fresh. I can come back to it, and it's a crazy different game. Like, yeah. I took a break to play Zelda when that came out and went back to Overwatch, and it was a different game. Dude, I had a... I missed the really Bastion cool. meta because I was playing Zelda. <laughs> yeah, I had kind of a scary moment when I was on tour. I didn't play Overwatch for like a month. And then when I came back into it, Doomfist was live, and, <laughs> and there was a, the road, some road, some other change... 
and I, I just like played and I was like mm, all right I'm gonna do something else and I was like oh my god am I am I falling out of overlap <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I eventually got back into it again oh you'd, you'd have been a pariah yeah yeah <laughs> But well, it's I, because that's how I hang out with my friends at night. Wow, that's really pure. Yeah, yeah it's, it, a, it's a social thing. For Overwatch us. was like that with my group for a minute yeah. too. And in fact, my group hasn't had like a a really a game that we're like hardcore into in a while. And I Choo Choo feel... Rocket. Fuck. Competitive Choo Choo Rocket. You get into Choo Choo Rocket. <laughs> Did you see? There's an indie that's basically Choo Choo Rocket. Really coming out right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, but oh man, so much of why I love Choo Choo Rocket is the aesthetic. The aesthetics though. are just mm. gorgeous. Oh. And yeah, the the new indie. Not to not to knock it. Uh, it it looks it looks cute, but just like it, Choo Choo Rocket, everything is so yeah. fucking iconic. It's like when um somebody was telling me because I love Jet Set Radio, and they were there. There's like a new, there's like an open sort of open jet set radio that they made now. Oh, really? Yeah, I forget what it's called, but it's like you are you're running, but you're traveling at like skating speeds and you can like grind on shit and it's all about like going through the city and going really fast and doing tricks and shit. Okay. And I just watched it and I was like no, doesn't look like jet set radio. Uh, <laughs> the aesthetic is so appealing to me. That's what draws me back to jet set radio every time because it's not a great game. Mm. But Fuck if it isn't like so much fun to look at. Oh hell yeah, in that world and the music too. Like picturing the exact same visuals with music that yeah. didn't totally fucking blaze. Like, mm-hmm. okay, next week the uh, Jet Set Radio I'm gonna, podcast. I'm gonna steal that now. Totally fucking blaze. <laughs> you have the coolest fucking colloquialisms. <laughs> That's very kind. That totally fucking blazes, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, mu- the music from JSRF ripped, man. <laughs> it ripped blaze. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the G Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have been and continue to be Barry Kramer, Matt Razadoop on Twitter. I have recently become Aaron Hansen at Igor Raptor, and you can watch me on the channel that you're on right fucking now. Well, maybe they're not on YouTube, Aaron. Well, why would they? Oh, because, yeah. It's go on other to YouTube.com slash Game Grumps. Because this podcast, if you didn't know, because you never read the description, this is on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. I don't read anything. I just I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the listener. <laughs> I consume I know I'm looking at you, Aaron, but I was I was talking to the listener. You're really chiding the listener too. Like Well, no one reads the description. You guessed <laughs> me. Spent a lot I'm gonna of time learn on the this. hard way what I learned in like three years with Game Grumps. <laughs> just don't don't even You fucking people listening! <laughs> hey you You need a you. fucking you <laughs> Yeah you I am. With the headphones. You're not listening right. You're <laughs> in the background. Stop enjoying yourself and do it my way. Quit consuming the media the way you want to. Uh, I, I had to learn that. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Now I'm like, I love you guys. <laughs> I'm I'm only being sassy. I don't I don't actually. Oh, that's so funny. I don't mean it, but I kind of do. Yeah, there was that one time. That's when you just say <laughs> infos in the description. That that one time though the G Club description was wrong. Uh oh, someone's getting fired and it's me. This is some post oh, no. show. I'm out of here. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Wait, Jory, who are you? Hey, I'm Jory. Where are you, Jory? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jory Griffiths. Awesome. And uh, play the game that I worked on. That Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy. For the three people that are still listening. Dream Daddy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>